This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. Today, uh, as a kind of a special holiday, St. Patrick's Day themed episode, we are drinking a very special Tullamore Dew, an Irish whiskey, and that's whiskey with an E, just in case you're wondering. Before we get into that and all that business, we'll get into some other business. And that business is hit us up on patreon.com or Instagram. Um, but if you wanted to hit us up on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash chill filtered. And you can see some of the tiers that we can go through in terms of how we take care of you and you take care of us, including uh, like, for example, how Miles Ferguson, one of our favorite Patreon supporters, how he got his flask, which should arrive in the mail. I mean, in the, the uh, courier. Um, sometime in the next week or so, uh, he's got a cool, a chill filtered flask and it may or may not be fi- full of, uh, Isla whiskey. And, um, so that's some of the business. I don't want to go too deep into that because I think we all get it by now. Patreon's a great way to support us. Uh, that's most of the business I want to talk about. Oh, and get hit us up on Instagram. We love, uh, interacting with the people that listen to us. In fact, we do quite a bit. Uh, just random shout out this week. Um, let's give it to Dramhound, uh, one of our one of our uh, people that hits us up on Instagram that we just wanted to give you a shout out. So thanks, Dramhound. Um, yep, that's it. Let's talk about the business being over, and let's talk about how you're doing, Robbie. How's it going? Oh, oh top of the motor, top of the podcast <laughs> to you, Cole. Top of the muffin to you. Top of the muffin. I had a muffin top today, actually, and I thought of you, Cole. Oh, you did? Yeah. So You didn't uh, eat the stump? A, no, no stump involved. Wow. Technology, it's come a long ways. Seriously. Yeah, no, uh, so it's been an interesting week. We've had a lot, like, I've had doctor's appointments with kids, like, every single day this week. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, right before school, right after school, and it's like, just been wow. burning, burning the candle on both ends. But today we, uh, Finley... Had tubes put in her ears, so Chelsea and I were at the hospital, and she's a provider, and she ended up getting a muffin top from the provider's lounge for me. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, so we were waiting there, and she brought in a, a delightful uh, lemon poppy seed with some Yo. glaze on it muffin top, which Love me I some enjoyed. Poppy seeds. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's what's the allure of the poppy seed, Cole? I guess like what I think of when I think of a poppy seed muffin is not exactly, I guess, a lemon poppy seed uh, flavoriness. It's more the almond. So I don't know. There's no allure to the poppy seeds themselves, but usually <laughs> it comes with one of the two. And I love the almond ones. That's the thing is like, yeah, the poppy seed itself is like nothing, right? Yeah. Like- Although poppy seeds go really well. I learned this without poppy seeds, you can't. You can't get a killer coleslaw. Huh. There's a big really? difference. Yeah, that's what I found. I have this. I don't normally like coleslaw, but I found this one recipe that like enhances barbecue like none other. Uh, and without poppy seeds, it's very different taste. Yeah. Now you know. 
<laughs> I, I never would have thought. Mm-hmm. Poppy mm-hmm. seeds, the key to coleslaw. Yeah. So you got a you got and a cool top of the muffin. Got top of the muffin, yeah. And it's been a yeah a wild day. Like poor girl's like oh manic because she's like the you know she's on albuterol to help. Oh, rough. her asthma and her breathing in general with the procedure. So she's like all amped up on a steroid at the same time. Oh. It's like her ears hurt and stuff. So it's Poor been interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it was, but it, I mean, all, you know, I can be a little bit pessimistic when it comes to things. Like I plan for the worst kind of a thing. So I yeah. expected it to be worse. Chelsea's more optimistic. And she was like, it's, it was worse than I thought it was. I'm like, really? Cause I thought it was better. So <laughs> yeah. Was you were like, uh, we might not be able to record tonight depending on how this goes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, I have no idea if it's gonna be, we're going to record tonight or not, but anyway, so we, yeah, we're recording tonight. So it's good. Uh, no, I mean, I constantly been wrapped up in like that sort of thing. I don't know. It's been kind of a stressful week. I think, I don't want to be too much of a downer, but then like, I think you kind of see all the, like the news lately is yeah, negative and it is. So yeah, you know, so I I think it's a good night to have a whiskey with a friend or a good Seriously. morning, a good, a good top of the podcast to have a whiskey on the St. Patrick's Day week. I thought about responding in a great Irish accent. I think you have to, you have to go for it, Cole. It's, it's the <sighs> holidays. Th- I got to like think ahead so it doesn't turn okay. into an Italian so accent. When I get on one of my rambling rambles, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and prep yourself mentally. So when I've okay, been talking okay. for a while, you just throw it out there sometime um, during the podcast. It'll be great. I'll, I'll It'll think be. about it. While you're, while you're rambling, I'm like, quick, Cole, think, think Irish, and, think potatoes. The only potatoes. reason it's going to be great is because it's going to be horrible. Yeah, exactly. Then that's what's going to make it, too. Like, listeners, get your minds ready. Because yeah. it's going to be um, great. Yeah, so anyway, that's about it for me. It's been a busy week, ready to have a drink, blow some steam off. How's your week been, Cole? Uh, it's, you know, I think uh, partly um, fun factoid is that Arizona is on a different time zone than any other state in the country. Uh, it is on, yep. is on its own time zone, meaning that today we normally record about 8 p.m um but today i just didn't even we didn't even think of it um but i knew that robbie would be ready and i knew robbie was the person to to fit the schedule too because he's got kids and stuff but i was like oh snap like it is officially that arizona is matching with pacific time right now so i'm like oh crap like we it's not eight o'clock i'm recording it's seven o'clock now so i didn't even think of that yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. so but it's all good um i think it works better for my schedule anyway um oh good so there's that and i i did want to like even just kind of talk a little bit about the coronavirus stuff we've we've mentioned it and even joked about it on the podcast for a little bit but i don't know i think it's like it's i think i'm gonna look back at this episode one day and not like i think one day i'll randomly listen to this episode and i'll think like wow this was when it all began and i'm not saying that coronavirus (laughs) is like this crazy um you know murderous thing but it's like this is something like we've never dealt with in our generation to this extent at least the response the response yeah you know and i think part of it is illnesses come and go right like there's been a Mm -hmm, lot of different for sure um and this is a little more i think it's I don't think we know exactly how serious it is yet, whether it is yeah. or isn't. However, the response is getting kind of wacky. Like yeah. it's, but I think it's good. I think in general, it's good to say, okay, well, hopefully it's not as big a deal as you know mm, some media sure. outlets are making it. But at least maybe the world's kind of like, all right, something bigger probably will come along. 
do we have things in place? How do we respond? Sure. So I think it's at least a good test run. That being yeah. said, t- today I was driving. I dropped one kiddo off and I was meeting my wife for the operation or the surgery or mm-hmm. procedure or whatever it was. And I got I to gotta go back a little bit because this is the second time it's happened. And I don't think it happens any other time except for the days we record. But um, it's my life, not by no but doubt. Yes. But as Miles oh, Ferguson remind on. me, <laughs> by talk, talk, I believe. Yeah, yeah on that's the radio, right. And it... And I was like, oh man. And then I started hearing, like every song I was listening to, and I think kind of like our psyche is built up to think of like apocalyptic type movies. Mm-hmm. Every song I was listening to and I was driving downtown, it was like, it's the beginning of a movie, man. It's the beginning of a movie. But going back to Talk Talk, so much better than No Doubt's cover. Uh, you know, I've always said, like when people tell me, like, I remember talking to Adam one time. We were at the um, Cask and Ale bar in um, Madison, Wisconsin, and we were discussing which covers are better than the original. And I remember Adam saying that uh, Jimi Hendrix's cover of All Along the Watchtower, I don't know who did the original, but apparently that's a cover. And I agree, that's a fantastic song, and I couldn't imagine anything better than that cover I can't of either. it. And if it is but better, I told him they're hiding it pretty well. Yeah, exactly. But I told him, I think that uh, No Doubt's cover of It's My Life is one of the better covers. Maybe not the best, but definitely a better okay. cover than the original. When's the last time you listened to Talk Talk? Uh, it's been a while, but I have heard it a few times for sure. Dude, the But it's, it's so 80. It. I, I guess it's oh, probably, what is it, horn. 70s or 80s? It's got to be 80s. Yeah. It might be 70s, I don't know. But the horn that comes in on it is amazing. Yeah, oh but then that, like it's the... So good. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, Gwen yeah. sounds kind of whiny on it. I'm, I don't what? Know, Nicole, I, she does. She's, <sighs> got, she, she's got a nasally whiny voice in general. Maybe maybe that's why I like her, because, you know, I love Billy Corgan, so. <laughs> He's pretty whiny, too. <laughs> no, talk about whiny and nasally, yeah. Yeah. But Billy Corgan, we love you if you're listening. <laughs> come have whiskey with us. Yeah, come join us. Uh, yeah. We'll come to Chicago. Um no. So, but yeah, yeah, we'll come to Chicago. So go on. Yeah. No, that's all I was going to So anyway, coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so I think uh, it's, yeah, it's just kind of a weird, weird day, weird week. All like March Madness got canceled. The NBA got yeah. canceled. Hockey's Disneyland and Disney canceled. World just Disneyland, got closed. Yep. Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, I know Chelsea and I were talking last night. And she's like, wouldn't it be awesome if you were one of the first coronavirus victims and you were good now, so you like you're oh, yeah. to it, and you, could, and you could just be like going to Disneyland, going here. And I'm like, no, now you can't because everything's closing. You can't go to Europe, you know. Yeah. So, so um, that's what I was telling my coworkers jokingly the other day. I'm like, my goal is to get it really quick, get over it, and then do whatever I want. But you're right. Like all these things are like, I can't even go to Europe anymore. I can't even. I mean, who yeah. knows, man? I'm really hoping I can fly to Boise next week, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well also just... we may not be coming to phoenix now <gasps> really oh yeah. no because chelsea's hospital is like you know we're, they're trying to they, so they canceled all um educational conference type, type for thing. sure so she's gonna so is that official no um, it's not officially official it's just like hey if you can get reimbursed we'll we'll pay you back for it, you know, kind of a thing. Like if you have to cancel, we'll pay your cancellation fees sort of a thing. My ticket though is, I, I mean, I bought that out of pocket. So the, her, yeah. So you're coming. I was telling her, I, 
in theory, I could. But <laughs> I was like, hey, Chelsea, you know, like I could leave you for four days and you can just have all the girls to yourself. And she's looked at yeah, like, and this is after like a day, day of like Finley crying and everything with her tubes. And she's like, no, not going to happen. Not the right time to ask. Oh, so I laughed it rough. off. But yeah, so. You're like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, totally, 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 totally. Yeah. So everything's up in the air. We'll see. Oh, I hate this thing now. Yeah. It just became real. It did. And you know what? We're ruining our St. Patrick's Day episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so, anyway, how else am I doing? I'm doing great. I got my exam in less than 168 hours. And I am starting to feel a little bit more ready, but I'm still got this fear in me. Um, so, in a week, on the next episode, you will know if I passed or failed. That's crazy, listener. So if you can cro if you if you could cross your fingers, I was like close your close no no cross your fingers for me. If you pray, pray for me, please. Uh, I want to pass this. I want to be done with this in a long term mm-hmm. way. Um, so otherwise, things are good. Um, nothing crazy updates on the. Um, like uh, people sending us stuff. I don't think there was any big updates this week. Um, we're still waiting uh, on a few shipments um, through courier. Um, but I think the courier is kind of on his way back right now. I think I'll have to call him up. But yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, nothing else from me. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into some of this history of Tullamore Dew? Can I point something else out though? One last thing about this yeah. downer. And I got, I feel like... We've had three episodes, four episodes in a row now where we do a Seinfeld reference. But the coronavirus and the toilet paper shortage, it reminded me of Elaine Bettis in the bathroom. I can't spare if, a square. There you go. <laughs> I haven't a square, a square to spare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you nailed it, Cole. Yeah, so there's I love a reference. that show. But other than that, I'm ready, I'm ready to get into this bottle, man. Okay, cool. So before we drink. get in, what's that? It's time for a drink, Cole. Let's have fun. I, you know, I got to sip this. I've never owned a bottle of Tullamore Dew, and I don't remember what it tastes like from my time at the bar. Um, but this was refreshing. Like, you could you could sip this. Hey, 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 hey. But before we talk about that, Cole. <laughs> let's talk about the history. And before we talk about the history, <laughs> let's take a quick break. Hi, it's Carrie from Women AF Podcast, here to invite all of you whiskey lovers out there to tune in to another Mortarbox Media podcast, where three friends talk about life, working as creatives, and occasionally about the booze we love. Episodes are released every Wednesday. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else awesome podcasts are found. Or visit us at womenafpodcast.com. All right, we're back. We are back to the show. Um, I wanted to go over some Tullamore Dew history before we sip, before we actually talk about refreshingness of the bottle or the pour, whatever we want to call it. First of all, in celebrate, the reason we're drinking Tullamore Dew this week is because, one, it is uh, right around St. Patrick's Day. In fact, when this comes out, tomorrow. it'll be after St. Patrick's Day, right? No, it's tomorrow. No, it's, I think St. Patrick's is on Tuesday. Tuesday? Okay, cool. Tuesday. So, yeah, we are celebrating yeah. early. Um, 
And St. Patrick's is an Irish whiskey, or St. Patrick's Day is an Irish holiday, uh, or at least a celebration of an Irish type thing. Uh, I got to look into that kind of history, but my job is to do whiskey history. So here we go. (laughs) Irish whiskey, which is whiskey with an E, like American whiskey is spelled. Um, But this, uh, the Tullamore Distillery, uh, basically it started in 1829 in Tullamore, Ireland, uh, in County Offaly, which is spelled O-F-F-A-L-Y. I looked up the pronunciation. Um, which is pretty dead center Ireland. If you include Northern Ireland as like the whole island, basically it's right like dead center. Um, they rocked it for a while, um, as a distillery before introducing the Tullamore Dew brand. Um, Robbie, do you know why they call it Tullamore Dew? Um, because it's the dew from Tullamore. I thought so too. You know, I thought that was it. But actually, take a look at the. Uh, oops, I knocked Ooh, a glass. Um, take a look at the uh, the what do you call it? The uh, like the plastic wrap around the uh, seal. Do you see a name on there? Maybe you tore the whole uh, thing off. D E W D E Williams. Yep, that's right. And so okay. D E Williams was a guy named Daniel E Williams. Which uh, who he was the general manager of the distillery in the late 1800s. Okay. Uh, so it had changed hands. It was kind of like a family distillery for a while, and then one day this guy named Daniel E. Williams um, started as the distillery manager. Decided to start the brand called Tullamore D E W Do, uh-huh. and it had a cool slogan. Actually, it said, "Give every man his due." Which I thought was like better than any Mountain Dew slogan you could do. And all the competitors like Tullam, how do you say it? Tullamore, 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 Tullamore. Don't. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I used to um, always say that about Mountain Dew. I think it's a show or something. I don't know. Mountain Don't. Yeah, more like Mountain more Dew, like do the like Don't. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a great whatever reference it would have been from. Um, yeah, 1829, you'd have been hilarious. People would have been like, that is fresh and new. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you should do stand-up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just bring in all the dad jokes and you'll have a good time. Uh, things were going really well for the brand until around Prohibition, which Prohibition started in 1820 or 1920. Um, and things sort of went south then. Uh, first of all, people wanted blended scotch a lot more. And that kind of like took over the Irish scene and kind of pushed a few out. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit with, um, what was the last Irish we drank? Oh, Um, man. What did we drink? Was it with me? I think it was. Oh, man. I forget. Okay, I'll look. You keep talking. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, people wanted blended scotch more and Americans for some stupid reason weren't drinking alcohol. Uh, in 1925, though, they closed the distillery for 13 years in order to cut costs. Uh, when they came back, they, they were actually like hoping to change things up a bit uh, and find kind of what they would consider a truly traditional Irish drink because apparently good Irish whiskey wasn't enough. Uh, they eventually created Irish Mist in 1948. <laughs> And that helped them actually tremendously for the time. 
and that Irish. Reminds of, like, that reminds uh-huh. me of like the like Walmart knockoff Mountain Mist of Mountain Dew. <laughs> With the, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about too. We so okay. Random story. When I was a kid, we used to like try to do lemonade stands, but we wouldn't always do um, lemonade. And so one time we we did this thing called Mountain Punch. <laughs> and uh we took mountain dew and mixed it with a kool-aid mix that was fruit punch and it was like this red carbonated drink we were selling from the corner of a street oh man you're like invented code red in the like some marketing ambassador from mountain pepsi mountain pepsi pepsi came by and was like we're marketing this you invented yeah. code red they're like thanks kids now now scram <laughs> um no but we used to like in order to sell it we had to do some commercials basically on the street corner basically and be like oh man i'm blind i can't see anything and then my friend would be like do you need some mountain punch and then he would hand it to me and i'm like i can see and this was being nine years old in the philadelphia area when you wanted money and you had mountain dew at home that is all oh and i have a hard time believing your your commercials really sold it though cole no, I think it brought the people. I think it brought the people. <laughs> no, it was really funny, actually, yeah. So, listeners, um, starting next week, you might find us on a street corner going, oh, I'm blind, I can't see. And Cole's going to be like, have you listened to Chill Filtered? Yeah. Hey, whatever brings the people. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, where was I? Mountain Mist. Um, Mountain Mist. Oh, yeah. So, Irish Mist, 1948. Irish Mist. Yep. And um, and they made uh, it was made from aged Irish whiskey, heather, which is like a type of flower, clover, honey, aromatic herbs, and apparently other spirits. Um, but it actually like did them pretty well, and they changed the name of the distillery to the Irish Mist Distillery after it had been the Tullamore Distillery. Um, but uh, it only brought them so far. The uh, the Irish whiskey that was used for Tullamore Dew, uh, but was also mostly what they put into the Irish mist, was running low. And in the 60s, um, they got the brand got bought out by um, John Powers and Son, and they bought the whole Tullamore Dew brand. Uh, but their deal, part of their deal, was that they had to make the whiskey involved in Irish mist t- as well. Uh, and since the 60s, Tullamore Dew was produced in the Middleton Distillery in Cork County, Ireland. Uh, but in 2014, a new Tullamore Distillery came back, apparently $35 million uh, in like building, uh, built by William Grant and Sons, who is like a conglomerate. They own um, uh, brands like uh, Balvini and Glenfiddich. Oh, okay. Yeah, so among a few others, but those are the big two. Yeah. Now, um, and they're based out of um, Dufftown, uh, Scotland, and which is what like Balvini is a is a Dufftown. So um, Dufftown. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need a Simpsons reference in every show as well. We're on number two now. Yeah. Me no speak English or what was it? Me fail. Me English. fail. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, you're much better at that. <laughs> Um, so Tullamore Dew, the bottle we're drinking today, uh, the second most selling Irish whiskey in the world behind Jameson. Uh, it is a blend. And I'm going to go into this real quick. What is a blend concerning whiskey? Well, before I get to that, I have to talk about what is a single malt, 
what is a single pot still, what is a single grain, and what is a blended. Okay, so a single malt has to be 100% malted barley. It needs to be distilled in a pot still, and it needs to be made at a single distillery. A single pot still, on the other hand, needs to be at least 30% malted and 30% unmalted barley. Um, and so there needs to be at least 30%, yeah, so um, of each one of them, and then you kind of fill in the rest um, with one or the other. Uh, distilled in a pot still as well, uh, but it is also made at a single distillery. Now, single grain is uh, you can use whole un- unmalted cereals, but it has to be up to um, 30% malted barley. If it were more, it would be another one. Um, but you do the big difference here is that it's actually a you need to have a coffee still, also known as a column still, uh, and it needs to also be made at a single distillery. Now, the fourth option, which I mentioned at the beginning, uh, is blended Irish whiskey. Now, you can use any grain you want uh, for blended Irish whiskey. Um, it needs to be distilled in either a pot still and or a column still, and it could be both and mixed together. Um, and it needs to be made, it could be made at a single distillery, but it could also be made at a multiple distilleries. So it's kind of the catch-all um, concerning Irish whiskey. So in a way, you could see it as... Um, uh, I, I guess the best term is not watering it down, but it, more so a less standardized whiskey is blended Irish whiskey. Um, but the blend here is a triple distilled pot still, a malt, and a grain whiskey. So it's kind of all the big three. Um, it was aged in X bourbon and X sherry cask, or should I say X sherry butts? And, I go um, nuts for sherry butts. <laughs> Gets me every time. Um, (laughs) It is 80 proof. And they also have a 10 year and a 12 year. And they have a few crazy ones. Uh, Did you ever get that uh, cider cask one? I do. Yeah, I have that. We're going to have to do that on a future episode for sure. Because it sounds pretty cool. They aged it in a apple cider cask. Yeah. Something Um, you don't see too often. Yeah. Especially, yeah. You wouldn't really see that, especially for American whiskey. And you really wouldn't see that a lot of things. um, Because... It does sound too experimental, and someone like Tully Dude could pull that off. Um, and they also do a rum cask um, Irish whiskey, so they put in a rum cask. Uh, so that's a few of theirs. Um, I totally forgot to get the total wine price, but I think I got this for about sixteen bucks at Total Wine. How, how so big was your consider that. What's that? Was that seven fifty mil? Uh, yep, seven fifty. Oh. That's you. A, so you, um, I want to say it's like 22, 24 here in Boise. That's things. Yeah. I got maybe. mine super it's, cheap. Yeah. Well, it's also right before St. Patrick's day. So I got like, cause you have a screw top, correct? I do. You don't, I don't because I got Ooh. the fun St. Patrick's day little, I don't even know what to call it, but it's got a little, it's got a little stopper on the top. It's a fun one. That's where they get you. Yeah. It's fun. So I get to do the cork pop. I think it might be my first Oh, please. Pop. Yeah, you won't like mine. <laughs> yeah. Any more? Anything else, Cole? No, I was, I was ready for the cork pop. Yeah, no oh, other details. Yeah, No, no, that was my fault. I guess I didn't conclude oh. well. Yeah. Okay, are we ready for this? This is my first. Yeah. I think this, this is my first cork pop on the podcast, isn't it? Ooh. Well, I think I did. I think when I guest hosted, I did the Rogue. Oh, that was a good one. All right. Well, here's my first as an official host. 
Okay. Do you hear that? Is that all right? I did. Yeah. 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 You're you're yeah. getting there. Okay. So, you know, I'm kind of excited because this is honestly one of my favorite whiskeys in general. It's been a while, like, and I don't, you know, typically drink it, but I do like it a lot. And but I've never done it with like water and ice, so I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Me too. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, and. For how cheap this is, it smells good so far. Yeah. It's, and uh, I'm thirsty okay. tonight, so I like don't want to gulp this. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know when you're like thirsty and you're like, maybe I shouldn't drink? I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. No, I got you. No, I'm excited for this. So on the nose, I get like a honey. I don't know. I get a lot of honey, and I get uh, a faint, like, apple juice, like a Mott's Juicy Juice kind of apple juice. Ooh, that's that's a great note. The Mott's Juicy Juice? Yeah, you're right. Mott's. I think it's Libby's Juicy Juice. Libby's? Well, I get Mott's. I said Mott's first, but I don't know if that's ubiquitous. I don't know if that's a regional thing, but Juicy Juice is, I would think. I don't know if we get it down in... In Tasmania? Is that where? Yeah, yeah where uh, Joel Bradbury is. Yeah, I don't know if they get that there, but I know you can get that across the states. So hopefully it's a little more ubiquitous. But but it, it's like, it, I mean, like, that's a really good note because it's not just your typical apple juice. It's almost like this, like, kitty apple juice that might be, like, watered down a little bit to take out some of the sugars. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, like, strawberries a little bit oh, on the nose. Okay. But also a little bit of just that standard triple distilled Irish mm-hmm. whiskey taste yep. or smell. Is, um, so the last Irish we did was the Peaky Blinder. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so did I talk about... I don't think I did. There was one that I was talking about how like scotch whiskey... No, it was a um, scotch we must have recently done. Hmm. No, it was a Lowland. It was the Akintoshan. Was that you? That was you. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, we talked about like how lowlands were like being killed because yeah, uh, right. people wanted blended and highlands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sipping. Have so, you sipped yet? I mean, yes, I have. And so I, I don't know. This is I always like. This is my go-to March kind of uh, Irish St. Patrick's Day kind of thing. I love it. Um, but it's definitely an Irish. Like the, you think Irish whiskey, this is it. Um, mm-hmm. get a little bit, I, I think it's like a light apple juice. It's definitely kind of like a watered down apple juice, almost kind of mm-hmm. thing. A little bit of honey. Um, not much as far as mouthfeel. I think the longer it says, I get a little bit, a little bit of bitterness, but not much. So yeah, nothing too out there with this one. Just yummy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I get typically with Irish whiskeys, and I mentioned this on previous episodes is pears, uh, this one a little bit, not as much as I would get for like, uh, yeah. Um, what was that one we had? Like Sexton or um, or the Yellow Spot we had. Like very much pairs, but this is like ah, it's so easy to drink. It is. This is it really is. This is easier to drink than Jameson, which isn't a bad Definitely. thing. I think no. I prefer this to Jameson, to be honest. I absolutely do. Like, I like, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, like our 
what whiskey would you choose last week? It was, you know, For sure. your hard, long day, hard day at work kind of thing. It's not mm-hmm. that kind of a whiskey. Um, for the occasion, it's, you know, it's cheap. It's readily available. It's more seasonal to a, to a certain extent. And I think this is definitely, I, I prefer this over Jameson. I think Jameson doesn't have as subtle of notes. It's just kind of like, hey, this is alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's got its but, perks. <clears throat> yeah. I would be interested <clears throat> to try their 12 year. I don't know if I've ever, I don't, I don't know if you, you can typically it. find that easily. Have you, is it yeah, a I've, place you could, or a thing you can find at like total wine, you think? I don't know. I mean, we don't have total wine here, so I don't know. That's right. Check, yeah. But, but I've never seen it. No. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. Like, this isn't gonna, this isn't red breast. Not even no, close. No, you're talking um, apples and oranges there. Yeah, you're talking, you're talking pears and apple juice. That's yeah, you're talking, you're talking single pot <laughs> still versus blended Irish whiskey. But in terms of blended Irish whiskey, which we've had at least Jameson, mm-hmm. um, this is very good. Yeah, I mean, especially with the price point. I know there's a couple other, yeah. um, you know, almost you know, like ten. 15 to 20 dollars more irish whiskeys out there that mm-hmm. are good but i mean not extraordinarily better than this is my opinion. yeah i would now, say for, honestly go ahead no no you go ahead honestly so honestly i would say like if i were going to spend less than 20 dollars on a whiskey this might have made the, the the cut for me okay um you know i'm not i don't know what's like jack jack is less than 20 right for a 750 um, not in Idaho. I mean, it's about it's. I want to say it's about the same price as this in Idaho. At least. Okay. Yeah. So what you? Yeah. So um, but let's. I, I want to say like total wine price is less than twenty for Jack, and I don't know. I think JMO would sort of be in that realm as well. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of a few others, but um, nonetheless, this is pleasant. The yeah. taste, I, I want to think about the finish a little more before I go for the mm-hmm. water, but let me think. Yeah, you go ahead, Robbie. So I have to tell you, though, one of my favorite memories, um, my brother-in-law, John, and my sister-in-law, Danae, that are moving here, mm-hmm. they uh, took us on a baby moon to Vegas, and we went to Madame Tussauds, and it was just mm-hmm. after, I think it was the week after, weekend after, like maybe St. Patrick's was like on a Thursday, and we were there like on a Friday. So we went to Madame Tussauds, <clears throat> excuse me, and we went, uh, we're downstairs at the bar and my sister-in-law was like, Hey, let's, let's get a couple shots. I was like, yeah, cool. Let's go ahead and do that. So we go to the bar and, and she goes, like, what do you want? We go, and she goes, well, uh, we'll have a couple of the, uh, two more doing. She goes, I only have one. There's a whole bottle set up there. She goes, I only have one. And we're like, you got a whole bottle up there. And she goes, we just want, we, can we get two shots? And she goes, I only have one. And my sister-in-law goes, well, how much? And she goes, $3. So she puts $3 up there and the lady gave us the whole bottle um, for three dollars unopened, and she, we we're like, um, "What?" Oh, I was, I started like being like, "Um, are you sure?" And my sister was like, "Shut up!" She grabs the bottle and goes, "Thank you," and starts running. Um, <laughs> I can yeah, see Danae doing that. Yeah, that yeah, that's her. But uh, so yeah. Anyway, we got a bottle of Tullamore Dew for three dollars because it was after St. Patrick's, and it's not something they typically sell. Sell. Oh. So if you're in Vegas next weekend, go to Madame Tussauds, go downstairs to the bar. And get some Irish whiskey for super cheap, huh? But anyway, and that's that makes that's it where you met um, uh, Gwen Stefani too, right? But yeah, the, uh, we saw the Gwen Stefani at the Wax Museum there. 
Yeah. That trip, I also um, got my picture taken with Little T, lowercase T, um, a performer on Fremont who looks just like Mr. T, and it made my oh, day. That's funny. It was a wonderful trip. Wonderful. I would love to check that out. Actually, Heather and I were going to Vegas in October if the coronavirus is not taking down every <laughs> single concert. Uh, Heather really wanted to see My Chemical Romance, so I agreed oh, to go fun. to Vegas with her. Yeah. yeah, That'd be a fun show. So the note I'm getting on the finish is a faint, I hate to say it like this, but a faint Irish whiskey note. Um, more than anything <laughs> else is just that. Yeah what you get from Jameson, what you get from Redbreast, but it's, it's, it's faint. Um, as opposed to like Redbreast is pronounced in a really good pear like way. And Jameson's just full of that flavor, like left and right. Like no matter where you go, Jameson is like Mm -hmm. that flavor. So, but yeah, I'm going to add a little water now. So added water didn't change the nose much for me. Um, Mm -hmm. it just fainter. Um, Taste-wise, it's a little more bitter. There was some more bitterness there for me. Um, mm-hmm. Mouthfeel, at first, it was like, when I first put it in my mouth, it was definitely a little more alcohol, kind of a vapory kind of a flavor to it, and then just bitter after that. So mm-hmm. not a huge fan. Not surprised by the fact that I'm not a huge fan of the water. But Actually, yeah. if I... So I'm getting a little bit... Uh, there is a little bitterness at the finish, yeah. Um, but Irish whiskey is like notably, in, on, at least on this podcast so far, notably the most accepting to water, but especially ice. So I'm intrigued what ice will do to this. I have a feeling it'll be a good thing. Um, but I'm getting similar it. notes, just a little bitterness on the finish and yeah, a little okay. more pears, I would say, than uh, the neat pour. But yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yep. All right, just dropped a cube here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Moving on to my second glass so that yeah. I can drop that cube. Bus driver. <laughs> drop, drop that, that cube. cube. Um Yeah. So I'm getting it changed the nose for for me for a little bit. I don't I mean it's a it maybe a little brighter. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting a little more strawberry. Okay, yeah, that might be it. I'm getting like Definitely fruitier, maybe a little florally, but it Mm -hmm. changed it. So Heather and I, we have this um, tree on the side of our house, and it's a orange tree. And I never knew what orange blossoms smelled like until this week. Uh, You know, it's like orange blossom honey and stuff like that. It smells exactly like orange blossom honey tastes. It's crazy. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you develop the honey based (laughs) on the flower, but... um, yeah. So you have like, it's oh, you have beautifully like fresh smoked. citrus, huh? What's that? You have fresh citrus then. Can you do We do. Yeah. So like I'll too? use the oranges for um like old uh, fashions. Yeah, old fashions exactly. But not not mashed or what do you muddled only peeled. <laughs> um you got to grow some lemons and limes too. Mhm. Oh man. Actually in the sister's... next few weeks we're hoping to plant a lemon tree. Do it. My sister in Sacramento, we'll go visit her. And her, there's a guy that owns a house across the street, and he'll bring over fresh lemons. Yep. Oh my gosh. Like straight from the tree, some of the best cocktails I've ever made with those. It's amazing. Oh, for sure. They're like yeah. beaming with oil for like like the mm-hmm. peel. Yeah. Oh, it's just amazing and bright. So, um, what do you think, guys? Mouth, mouthfeel wise, it's uh, definitely a little thicker. It 
you know, but it's, it's mm-hmm. good. I'm still getting a little bit of the bitterness and not as much as bitterness as I did with, um, the water right off the bat, but I'll mm-hmm. take another sip here and see, but a little bit more bitter. Um, definitely a thicker mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think of, um, Irish with like, we've had, um, red breast 12 cast strength. And when you add ice to that, it just like changes it so much. I wouldn't say it's better with ice, but I would say it's one of the best ice pours you could ever do. Um, but I would say still neat red breast 12 cask is better than ice, but it's close. Um, this one, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, not a fan. I'm not a fan. I mean, it, uh, I don't know I, if it's think, better than neat. Yeah. I think when I initially dropped the ice in there, I think before it watered down too much, the just being colder, the mouthfeel was thicker. I liked it a lot better. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's definitely just as bitter as it was for me. Like I'm getting a lot of bitter notes. So Yeah. yeah. The bitterness shows up for me. But it's just not bright. It's not Yeah. It's just watered down with the ice. Yeah. I hate to say it, but and I mean, not too surprising because what it, our proofage is, what is it? It's oh eighty, so it's minimum. 80. Yeah, yeah. So not surprising, you know. You're, it's already been cut pretty decently, so yeah, yeah. But I, you know, neat. It's a, it's a nice, refreshing, fun pour. Very yeah. crisp for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, best pour here is going to be the neat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you got a rating um, in mind? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm very confident in this one. Do you All want right, me to go first? It. Yeah, okay. you go first this time. So I'm going to go with a 6.95. It's very okay. close to 7. It's not bad. Like this whiskey, I mean, especially the neat pour. Like I said, it's almost like refreshing, just as neat. Um, You almost just want to put them down quick and that's the thing i even mentioned i think last episode irish whiskey leaves my cabinet faster than anything else because it's so drinkable it's so you just don't even pause Mm -hmm. especially with a 17 to 22 dollar bottle this is very good um and i wouldn't even put this in the bad realm i would put this in like it realm um not even meh uh, especially in the neat pour. If everything tasted like water and ice, I would put it in the meh uh, range, but it is not yeah. based on that. It's based on the best pour. Um, so I put it in like it and I put it at 6.95 because really good value. If you want something cheap, I would go here first, to be honest. So that's okay. that's my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, I was, to be honest, I was 6.9 or 7 um, mm-hmm. and I'm easily swayed. And my mom asked me if my friends jumped off a cliff, if I would too. And the answer is yes, I'm going 6.95. Nice. Yeah, I'll be right there with you. So yeah, I think I totally agree. It's just, it's good. It's solid. It's, you know, it's not what I'm going to bring to a group of people like, hey, like, I'm not going to bring it to a bourbon club or obviously not Irish. I'm not going to bring it to a whiskey club. Yeah, um, for sure. Kind of a thing. But it's fun to have, like, I, you know, had it around the house this week. Um, I liked it, you know, it's. I think it's it's going to get my first um, secondary rating of a G Willikers because oh. it is surprisingly good. It's good. I like it. You know, like I knew I liked it, but then drinking it this week is more of just like really drinking it, drinking it, and really taking it in. I, I 
was like, hey, I like this. This is good. So it's yeah. a good one. Do you ever, uh, do you ever watch uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway back in the day? Yeah, I loved it. Back when it was like originally on Comedy Central was my favorite. Oh, wow. Carrie Kate with like the British one. Oh, I, wow. I, I, didn't, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about like Wayne Brady, Colin Stiles, Mar- Ryan Mockery, and Drew Carey, and, and whoever else decided to join us. Uh, there's a bug. Uh, I want to say, I can't remember the names of who you just said, but I know like, I don't think Wayne Brady's in the British one, but like the older, baldish guy and the tall oh, guy. Oh, Ca- Colin Mockery? And then the other tall. Oh, Ryan guy. Stiles. Yeah, they were both in the British one. So. Um,. You, you anyway. remember the the Irish drinking song? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, if I were a millionaire, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd go downtown and buy a thing or two. If I was so rich, I would get scary and I'd buy the show and fire Drew Carey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I'm pretty bad at rhyming in, in on the spot. You hit it. That those words rhymed. Scary and carry. Scary and carry did rhyme. There you go. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I feel like this is deserving of a good Irish whiskey song. More than, or let no more than what I already did for sure. Um, what do you say? Time to move on to our next segment. Would it be time for whiskey world news? folks well it's time for whiskey world news it's our second favorite episode it's our second favorite (laughs) oh man this irish whiskey is getting to me um second favorite segment of the show uh where we read an article and uh just kind of talk about it and in no way shape or form are we taking intellectual proprietary oh my goodness it's not with an irish accent now in no way are we taking another i can't We're just going to read an article and talk about it. It's not ours. Here we go. So this one comes from the Daily Beast. And since it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, I thought we'd read an article titled, Watch Out, Scotland. England is now making whiskey. So it has nothing to do with Ireland (laughs) at all. Just their neighbors. Yes. Um, So this comes from thedailybeast.com, and it's written by Dave Broom. Um, It's hard to sell, the importer told me. Not because of its quality, but... Well, it's English, and people here can't get their heads around that. That conversation about English whiskey took place close to a decade ago. Since then, drinkers have embraced whiskeys made around the world. Care for a dram of Swedish Macmira or Indian Amrut? Maybe Mm. Scotland casts too big of a shadow, but come on, England? That has always seemed a step too far. Not that this has phased distillers. There are currently 16 distilleries in England making whiskey. Another eight that are starting up and even more in the planning stage. In the process, they are creating a new category. England might be known for gin, but it has never been famed for whiskey. Over a century passed between the closing of its last whiskey distillery, London's Leah Valley, and founding of English Whiskey Company in Barley Rich Norfolk in 2006. Now there are new brands in almost every country releasing mature whiskeys. So, what is English whiskey anyway? Perhaps the best person to ask is... David Fitt, head distiller EWC, who, after all, had more than a head start over his colleagues. I've decided a base character and style emerging across our range, so fundamentally you know it is from here. Light, fruity, floral, with a little nutty element. We're making whiskeys which are similar to each other, yet different. 
but that takes time. While Fitz sees the, cat- the start of a category, I'm not convinced that we'll ever see an overreaching English style, since each of the distilleries make their whiskeys in a different way. In that way, it's more like gin than single malt scotch. Right now, the category doesn't have any specific standards of identity, which means mm. the brands can experiment and innovate. For one, distillers are using pot stills, column stills, and even hybrid stills, and are also trying out different cereals as the base of their whiskeys. EWC produces an eye-opening series of whiskeys made from a mix of malted grains. A similar approach is also taken by Suffolk's Adnams. A number of folks, including the London distillery and Oxford's Toad, have also been looking at making whiskey from rye. The latter is also working with Oxford University, researching heirloom, heirloom grains, some discovered deep in the original thatch of ancient cottages. So I'll go ahead and stop there, but cool. I, I got to ask you, have you ever had any English whiskeys? You were just over that way. I mean, was that a thing, big thing over there or I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I have never had English whiskey. Um, I wouldn't be against it, especially like I, I find it cool. It's first of all, it's weird that you know one of the most successful historically countries, especially regarding the countries around it being whiskey countries, one of the most successful mm-hmm. countries in history, not having a whisk like not being known in any way for their whiskey. Like you've heard of Indian whiskey, uh, Tasmanian whiskey, Australian whiskey, um, you know all these other whiskeys before you've heard of English whiskey. Um, which is crazy, but um, I think that it's cool though because they're developing something that will probably be standardized in the future, and that and I find that cool because maybe they're going to find out that they in you know England prefer a certain grain or they prefer a certain blend of grains or like a mash bill of grains, and um, maybe they prefer the column still as opposed to the pot still or the uh, column or the um, yeah or one of those two of those. Or, um, or maybe they just, I, I think it's kind of cool that they're, you know, working on developing probably what would one day be standardized, or maybe they're just going to be like, I'm not going to go by any standard. I'm just going to make whiskey. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. I would love to be in that kind of scene. If, you know, if you start a distillery in America, you're mostly sticking to either single malt, or, which is one of the least you would do is before you do bourbon or rye. Um, but then you might do like a single malt style something, but rarely like, but you have to stick to those boundaries now that they've been created because Americans are known for their rye and bourbon, but English is not known for anything yet. Uh, so yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I think that'd be a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, no, it is. It is pretty neat. Cause I think, you know, if you're open to distillery here, you're kind of looking to fall into a category and over there, it's like, you know what, just kind of. Mm-hmm. Maybe you would fall into, like, whatever whiskey you're making would fall into a category somewhere else, but there it's kind of like make it your own thing, so. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's kind of an adventure. New markets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a good, cool, uh, good uh, little uh, article there. Yeah, pretty interesting. So, yeah, you definitely don't, I, you know, don't think of whiskeys when you think of London. So it's funny because I teach, and if I ever want to talk to uh another teacher about like a cocktail or something like that. I always refer to like gin is my English friend. Whiskey is always my cowboy friend. And like Mm -hmm. rum is my Jamaican friend, you know, like, Oh, I had a soda with my, um, London friend, you know? (laughs) Okay. You know? So anyway, it's, you know, now if that takes over, then I, I might have to switch it up again. My, I don't know what I'll say for a friend for an English 
whiskey friend. I don't know. So yeah. an English cowboy. There you I go. I don't know. All right. So anyway, St. Patrick's Day, talking about England and Scotland. Yeah. But not Ireland. So all right. Should we move on to our Nick, our third favorite segment, Cole? Always. Always. All right. It's time for what whiskey would you choose? Will you choose? Will you choose? Would you? Would. What <laughs> that one's for would sure. would you choose? So I, I'm on your boat now. You always say what whiskey, correct? Yeah. And I say which. And I've decided you are correct. It is what whiskey would you choose? Because we want people to talk to us about it and have some yeah. input into things. Instead it's of just which. a dilemma. Yeah. It's not like which one of these are you going to choose? It's what one would you choose? I like so, that. Anyway, this last week, um, the scenario was just long, hard day at work. Um, come home, what's your go-to for a, a nice pour? And Cole went with Weller um, Special Reserve. Reserve. Mm-hmm. Yep. I went with Stag Jr., and Stag Jr. killed it. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, 11 to 3. So people are definitely going more for Stag than for Weller Special Reserve. So I am happy about that because Robbie is short on the wins in the what <laughs> you choose category. Um it's a good and then just threw it out there. Was, what's that? It was a good choice. I feel like yours was you, very good. You pushed me into it. And then when you said Weller, <laughs> I was like, I got to go there now. So, yes. Yeah. It, ah, I love Stag Juniors. It's one of my favorites lately. But uh, Do you got you got I, much left on your bottle? Oh, I got probably a quarter, between a quarter and a third. I got so. you. Yeah, so it's a one. Of, it's it's at that slowdown point. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, where you really savor it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get past a half, you're like, oh, we got to slow down on this and save it. You know, for mm-hmm. somebody special or a special occasion. But yeah, so it's yeah. Until I find another bottle, you get the second bottle, and you can say, okay, we'll finish this one. No big deal. But um, and then just some uh, from Instagram, getting some input on what whiskey uh, people would choose on a hard day. We just had one response. It was from Dramhound. He says he doesn't oh, have nice. a go-to. It's just whatever random bottle from the collection at that moment that I'm feeling. Uh, nice. But he said if his wife has a hard day, he's making a Four Roses single barrel or Michter's Rye old-fashioned. So that's a Ooh, good husband. Ooh, Michter's right Rye. Oh, wait. I hope it's not like – yeah, it's probably not the 10-year rye. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. And then one last thing I threw up there um, – I was surprised you didn't text me like, oh, Robbie, you're silly. Um, <laughs> no, I loved it. Will, will Gwen Stefani appear on a very special episode of Chill Filtered? And the answer is no, according Barely. to Barely. Well, that's here's the thing, listeners, you punks. Um, if it would have been yes, we could have, you know, marketed this, spun it, sent it out to Gwen Stefani. Be like, listen, Seriously. this is what our listeners want. Yeah, The, um, the people speak. She, it might have happened. You never know. But Give the people what they want, Gwen. But now that you voted that way, and I yeah. also, again, said Talk Talk's version of It's My Life is way better. It's not <laughs> happening now. So That's Anyway, funny. so this week's scenario, I kind of gave away my answer, but maybe I'll change it here. Ooh. Tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. I want to know, it's St. Patrick's Day. What whiskey would you choose, Cole? Um... Red breast, 12 cast strength. <laughs> Red breast, 12 cast strength. Okay, yeah. let me ask you this. So on typical St. Patrick's Day, do you guys, I mean, do you guys celebrate? Do you guys do anything? Not really, no. Really? No. We're not big, like, holiday people outside of Christmas and, like, Easter's. Oh. Really? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, we barely even man. celebrate uh, Halloween. Really? Yeah. God, 
Golly, Cole, that's killing me. I can't believe that. Okay. So you do? Oh, yeah. That's cool. I'm an old man. I gotta celebrate every yeah, chance I get this chance to celebrate, celebrate here now. Yeah. No, plus, plus we got the kids. Years. The, kid, the kids kind of make it to work, you know, like for sure. They kind of expect little things, so I know the uh, the leprechaun's gonna visit them and bring them a little bit of <laughs> gold co- gold chocolate coins in the morning. Nice. They like to get, you know, Amara at least likes to get dressed up in a green, and I'll purposely not dress up in green so she can pinch me. And okay, so you yeah, just reminded so, me. So really quick, really quick. Okay. So Heather told me, so my wife used to live, listeners, with the Deadlows uh, for a time while we lived in Idaho. And so it was apparently, it was uh, St. Patrick's Day one day while we were there and, and Heather woke up and uh, heads to the, the breakfast table or something like that. And um, and I, what, how did it go? So I think you, Robbie, go, hey, Amara, go... Uh, Heather's not wearing green. Go pinch her booty. <laughs> and and <laughs> I think I, from what I remember, I think Amara just like stood there and was like, uh, I'm not sure if I should do that. <laughs> and uh, and you're like, wait, wow, way to make it awkward, Amara. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and oh, I still man. remember that, yeah. That's vaguely familiar. But um, yeah. Oh, uh, funny story about a father telling his daughter to sexually assault a house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Uh, no, I love St. Patrick's Day. So I think okay, when I was in college, we would go, uh, a bunch of my buddies and I, we would go up to, uh, oh my gosh, Butte, Montana. And nice. Butte, Montana is insane on St. Is it Patrick's a Butte? It's, oh, it's a beauty, eh? No, it's, it's not beauty, but it's like just... They go all out. It's like Mardi Gras in Montana oh, wow. in freezing weather. It's insane. Mm-hmm. So lots of fun doing that. And then like uh, my wife's maiden name is O'Rourke. Her dad's name is That's Patrick right. O'Rourke. So it's we're we you know, and like we got a, I have a lot of Irish blood too, so we always get excited for it. Um but yeah, no, we always have and then we always have friends over and I do like a big I'll do like a big stew and soda bread and stuff like that. So we make a big deal nice. out of it. We have a lot of fun. So and we have, you know, what people over. So I don't, I'm not going to throw out the red breast 12 calf strength. Um, but I will up my game a little bit. One of my other favorite mm. Irishes is tealing. I like tealing a lot. So that's a good one. It's St. Patrick's Day. I'm drinking tealing. So just curious listeners, tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, you're probably running the liquor store today if you haven't already this weekend. What whiskey are you going to choose? Maybe we'll post this a little bit early. Maybe we'll post this on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah we should. Yeah, just see what people are drinking. I don't know. Yeah. So it's fun. So. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also wanted to give a big shout out to one of our not listeners who I mentioned earlier in the episode. It is Billy Corgan's birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday, what? Billy Corgan. I think oh, he's turning man. 50 soon. Okay. Yeah. I hope tomorrow he has the greatest day Oh, how's the rest of that line go? <laughs> I hope tomorrow Wait, he has the greatest day he's ever known. What's that from? The song tomorrow. Or today. Today. I just changed tomorrow to today. Today is the greatest day I've is ever known. Is this the known. Beatles? Oh, today is the greatest. Okay. Um, so he's apparently turning 53 this year. So, okay. Billy, we love you. Come on, join us on the podcast. Oh, Billy. Yeah, oh so. Billy. Yeah. So anyway, Billy, we'll I hope you guys up. uh what's that? 
we'll break out a special whiskey for Billy. Yeah. Oh, we would. Uh, we throw down for Billy. Definitely something <laughs> Irish. We do like Redbreast Twenty One with Billy Corgan if he joined oh, us. Oh, Billy, there it is. Cole just yeah. threw the gauntlet down. We're doing yeah. Redbreast Twenty One. You show up on this show, so come join us. So free, I hope that a happens. Free Redbreast for Billy. Exactly. No, no. I would. Okay. I would pay two hundred and thirty or two hundred seventy dollars for a Redbreast Twenty One to have him on the podcast. Hey, Cole, can I start the hoping? Yeah, hope ahead, hope away. Cole, I hope this week you can spare a square. <laughs> oh, and am I supposed to go going. next? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I hope that I pass my exam this week. And I hope that you all have a great uh, St. Patrick's Day. And I hope you all stay healthy and, and don't deal with any virus issues. And uh, and I hope uh, you can just have a good time uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, But most of all, listeners, I hope... That our love of spirits lifted yours. 